This is Comictating, the comic book review arm of the Nerdables family of podcasts. Let the nerds take over! Us? Huh? What's up, comic fans? Welcome to the latest episode of Comictating. My partner Sebastian and I are back to go through some new comics uh, for the week of January 18th. I was like, what day is it? It is the 18th. What year is it? That's that's what it feels like. Yeah. That's what it feels like. We had a we had a not so great 2016, but 2017 is turning into a very strange. I love finding that one or alternate universe. <laughs> those one or two people on your feed for Facebook, like the first week, going, "My 2016 was pretty good." I mean, everything else sucked, but I got a new job. Sure, and I had sure. A kid and like all, it's just kind of funny to see this few people in there where most of the posts were 2016 is the end. Like okay, it was the devil. But some people, some people had a good 2016. I sure, guess, sure. I don't, I don't begrudge them that. I don't begrudge them that at all. I'm not sure Sebastian did. He's just he's I don't okay. Very... I mean, I mean, personally, you are so okay. straight lined. It's disgusting. But uh, there's very few things. Just like very, very concerning. Things. This is the tip. Knowing Sebastian now, well, more than five years because I started. I started as a customer in 2009. Yeah. So number wow. I started customer in 2009. I've almost known you for eight years because yeah. you were there. Uh, Sebastian is one of the most even keel people I know. Thank you. It's like you and white chocolate. That's just a line, just a straight line, and there's a little bump here and there's a little bump there. Unless, unless... I'd, I'd rather sweat the small stuff than unless, the really big things. Yeah, you, you start to talk about the genetically enhanced Captain Cold. Yes. Because that dumb. was one of the greatest days when we got that action figure and you lost your mind. You're screaming at an action figure about how much you hated it, and it took me by such surprise. Just Captain Cold with with like ripped off sleeves yeah. and like super cut with like ice arms. Like, no, I'm sorry, that completely <laughs> completely removes the level of cool Captain Cold had already as a guy who was really really smart and went toe to toe with the Flash. That's the you know what of the all the villains in the DC universe. I think the villains who go up against the Flash gotta be some of the toughest out there. Because, you know, Batman, he's a normal human being. You know, when he punches you, he's at least punching you at the strength of you. And when the Flash comes at you at 700 miles per hour, stops on a dime, and then throws all of that kinetic force into you, you gotta, you gotta, be, you gotta be a tough customer to have to deal with that. And then to come up with your own gadgets and gizmos... You know, cold guns, anyway. yeah, mirror. Figure out anyway just to slow him down. Just to slow him down. Thing. Like, it, The Flash has some of the best. No, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. We, <laughs> there's been this thing. I don't know if it's running around the internet, but I posted it from Sunday. Uh, it's like a fantasy draft for superheroes. I, don't know if I, I think saw I saw that. Saw that. I think yeah. I saw that, yeah. So it's like five different categories and everybody's worth a different yeah, you had, amount. You, you, like, yeah, they were worth a different price amount and you had 15 bucks to yeah. spend on a personal. And some, of, some of the choices were so terrible. Why Superman was not the leader category was bizarre. Well, that was the problem. You put Batman as the leader, but I'm like, He's Batman's not, not a leader. leader. Batman's an organizer. Yeah. It's like Professor X to me isn't a leader either. He's an organizer. Sure. A leader. If you're going to take an X-Men from the, if you're going to take an X-Men as a leader, it's either be Storm Cyclops. or Cyclops. Yeah. Or Storm. Or Storm, yes. Uh, but anyway, I started thinking like, okay, what if we did villains? And, and I was trying to pick like, you know, Lex Luthor would be a leader. Sure, sure. Uh, Doctor Doom maybe there. Red Skull. And I said I put Captain Cold in there as the leader of the Rogues. Oh yeah, a yeah, very different sure. kind of person. But that was just—it's was, it's interesting to start thinking of different terms that way. But it, that made me think of your Captain Cold rant. As no, well, and it was, that's it that's was great. It's it's one of those it, it's one of those like again I'd rather sweat the really small stuff than have <laughs> anything big happen and start to stress out. 
But no, it's just one of those things where I go like, no, Captain Cold, he's a guy who, even in the comics, has often said that the Cold technology is his and that Mr. Freeze took it from him. <laughs> you know, he's the guy who gets to boast that. And then to just remove all of that sort of genius... That then it's like, oh, he's got ice make powers. Him a mutant. Yeah, basically. yeah, and make him a mutant. Like, oh, I feel like that sort of takes away a lot. But from then when the they character. removed it in Forever Evil, yeah, I remember reading that issue and going, oh, I know you're gonna like this. And I think I if I remember like, right, I think you yes. were back here and you read it. And you... Yes, he's back. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the was it Death Storm. It was Death the, Storm. The evil yeah, Storm. he like rewrote. He just his removes. DNA. Yeah, he removes the genetic code off of him. It was fantastic. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm. That was like an issue one or two, and it's like, I'm in. Yep. You sold me. You this know? is it. This this whole series could blow. Yeah, no matter what but else I'm you do. I'm glad this given, this this worked. You've given me Captain Cold. You've given me Bizarro, and you've given me Lex Luthor in in his power suit. I'm all good. Thank you, Jeff Johns. Which we should do. Uh, you know, we didn't review the the latest issue of Flash's Return of the Rogues. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to look into. We'll to, maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah, and the other and Flash. Tangentially, uh, it, for people to sort of check out, since it was last week's book, is Titans. Yeah. And we both really enjoyed the book. And it deals with Wally West talking to Superman and finally getting this acknowledgement. It's Wally Clark. Yeah, yeah, it's a great Wall moment. Yeah, Clark yeah. comes to to help. Uh, I guess the Titans are in New York. Yeah. In there. And so they're they're fighting this monster creature robot thing or whatever. And Clark comes like, oh, I guess I didn't need it. And he, and, he, and he just learns, like, good to see you again, Wally. And it takes off. Why is it? Yeah. Wait, what? And then takes off after him. And it, no, it's fantastic. And it leads into a... Uh, we have to have a chat about this. Yeah, so. we talked a little bit about it on uh, on Nerdables on Saturday for um, The Button, the upcoming... Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, they're getting crossover ready to do that with Flash and Yeah, it starts to, to talk about The Button and, and the give you a little more information as to what's going on. I doubt they're going to reveal everything, but at least sure, it's the next sure. step. So... It looked exciting for people. There were some people, I'm like, that's, that's fine with me. You can't use Watchmen. Why? I mean, it's there. Right, it's there, and the, the deed is done, and I don't think they did it in a disrespectful way. No, and it's if it's there, you're going to use it. Like I said, I, I still firmly believe from now to the end of time that, that more statement about before Watchmen of you can't take other creators' characters and do you, what you whatever you sure, want sure. is pure troll. Yeah, because that's all that Watchmen is. Yeah, no, he's. I'm trolling. going to take these Charlton characters and turn them into something different. Bizarre, right? And, you know, his wizard and then people come. Yeah, out yeah he's gonna he's gonna do his magic that he does and yeah. put together the Watchmen. No, and if, if it's Alan Moore at this point. It, it, I feel like he's he's got he's got every right to troll, especially with how they trolled him with uh, like things like B for Vendetta. When they publicly stated that he loved the cut of the movie that he saw, and he's like, "I, I said no such thing." Uh, a pox on thee. Uh, so anyway, in terms of this week's comics, we've got three to review. We've got two Marvels and one Image. We're going to start with the Mighty Captain Marvel number one. We did number zero a couple weeks ago, uh, but this is the start of the new storyline. Margaret Stoll doing the writing. Ramon Rosanas Rosanas doing art. Michael Garland colorist. Um, Captain Marvel's one of these characters that really have been it, it's interesting that she was the kind of focal point of Civil War 2 because so much I think of what happened with Carol and gaining this level of prominence started with the original Civil War all the way back in what was it 2007 yeah I think so 2007 because that's actually where I picked up the book uh, through Civil War and that her her uh, her standalone series at the time was very much about this idea that she was one of these powerful characters that was just kind of off to the side and the writers who picked it up, I want to say it was Brian Reed, I think. Oh, they did like 
because yeah, Bendis and Frank Cho did like the first six issues or so. so. Yeah, well, Cho did the, did the yeah, I think I don't remember if Bendis did it, but the idea that it was called you know be basically be better, be be the best, and yeah. she's sitting there saying that you know I'm a hero that I can go toe to toe with the Hulk if I really need to, and she's a captain in the Air Force, well, Colonel in the Air right. Force, she's a natural leader, those types of things. So it kind of started with that Civil War, and then you go through Civil War too, and she's become. This major character, she'll be the first female standalone film in the Marvel U. And she's the head of Alpha Flight in the Marvel Universe in the, the, the comics it was, now. It was, it was Brian Reed. Yeah, I thought it was Brian Reed. And, uh, you know, Alpha Flight's gone through its ups and downs. Obviously, she's taken some hits after the fallout from Civil War II. So this is her, in a way, this is really, you know, kind of an Alpha Flight book, but it's very Carol-centric. Um, we open with... Uh, uh, Carol sort of find it, fighting, uh, what is it, Hero Man, I think. And then there's a tryst, and then they kiss, and they realize a, yeah, it's, it's a, a TV series. Yeah, it's a bit of a red herring. Yeah. Uh, you catch it right away when you realize her hair is so completely different than what they've been portraying from the start. Um, and that series is going to help them fund Alpha Flight. I don't know how a TV series is going to fund uh, Commercials Alpha must Flight. be really, really good. $2 billion per 30 seconds, but... As you said, that suspension of disbelief of really understanding how much a TV series would make in the Marvel U versus how much something like Alpha Flight would cost. Uh, maybe it's just a subsidiary. They, they like, got, we they, need that last piece. You they have, know, they have 60s. the government pays for most of it. They have 60s money, where yeah. a dollar is well, like 10 bucks. Yeah, there we go. Um, there's a refugee crisis going through the Marvel U. The Chutari have been displacing these people, which when we it, it's explained in the book a little bit later when she's in front of the council and both you and I. Unfortunately, it's like, wait, what? Yeah, and we both a, had that moment. There's of like, an atmospheric shield. Like, wait, where is this from? Uh, there's a lot of changes that have happened in the Marvel Universe over the last couple of years. So uh, it, it's hard to kind of keep track. I was like, is this Infinity from right, four years right. ago? Is it this? Is it? Is it? I know, you know, the Chitari were originally a, uh, an Ultimate Universe foe in uh, Mark Miller and Brian. Not Mark Miller. Was it Mark Miller and Brian Hitch? Yes. Yeah, it was, was Mark Miller and Brian Hitch for, for Ultimate. So, um but anyway, they're in the regular Marvel. You so the storyline goes through. There's a there's a refugee crisis. Uh, camp gets attacked by what looks like a group of uh, like an army ranger and uh, one of the um, uh, one of the the refugees that's yeah, it's trapped in a burning building. Yeah, and is uh, is a um, a Cree. Excuse me, is a Cree. Yes, and so that of course has a personal connection to Carol because she's half Cree. And she goes, and we start to try and figure out what exactly is going on here. Uh, it's a book that it, it does a good job of setting up, like a lot of number ones do. Um, it's intriguing. I've always liked Carol, so that's kind of fun. Yeah, the left field ending was was interesting enough that I was kind of like, oh, okay, weird. Yeah, you know there's got to be a weird. twist at the end yeah. of the one to keep you going. And, and, and it has that. Um, there's a pod in it that looks a lot like a Super Saiyan pod, so that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, all oh, the Saiyans the, are coming. The Capsule Core pod. Yeah, the Capsule Core pod. Um and then the aside of her trying to deal with this new found fandom uh, through the world that they're willing to you know make a TV series about them. It's always very interesting when you deal with this type of thing in terms of how different the Marvel Universe would have to be from everything else. Right. Because right. the out of the superhero, you know, we have superhero TVs on shows on TV, but we also have shows on TV that are based on real people's lives and stuff like right. that. And movies that are based on that. The movies in the Marvel Universe would be like Lincoln for us, where it's a slightly fictionalized, dramatized version of a real character, 
you would have the you know like the Captain America movie in the Marvel U would be very different because sure. Steve would be the consultant for it, you know, right, sort right. of thing, and it would be based on true events and it would change those sort of things. Cybernetic, be, it, yeah, it, Cybernetic Lincoln is the interesting action movie of the summer for the Marvel. It's like, oh no, we got we got with superheroes out there. Yeah, I want to see Lincoln in a robot. Scene. Exactly. Uh, it's directed by Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Senior Spielberg. Uh, so uh, when I run into a book like this, I always think about that sort of thing where they're the perception of the reality of the superheroes that are right in front of their face come to would emancipate be, and proclaim. Oh my God. Uh, would be the, the general public's perception of the superheroes in front of them. Right. right. Could be uh, skewed by biographical movies. Sure. That, you know, sure. Could, you know, so many people are like, Oh, the battle of Thermopylae is exactly like, 300 from sure. Zack Snyder. Not even close. Yeah, they've got They probably wore some Yeah, they probably wore some shirts. Um the Greeks were there. Uh so this that kind of thing is kind of interesting. So their but, action movies are very boring. Yeah. Uh, procedural, <laughs> but they're dramas. But it's kind of weird. It's like, here, here's 300 in the Marvel universe. What do I care? I just it just got invaded again like 300 colon beach day. Yeah. Um but I really like Rosanna's art. The art's really, really good in this book. Yeah, it's it's a very solid sort of not uh, of anything that I recognize in terms of seeing this before, but very solid, very great panel work. It's got that kind of, I don't want to say minimalist line work, but, you know, backgrounds look good. It's not overly rendered. No. Is what I would it's say. Done, yeah, it's done in a really nice way. This is the type of art I really like for, for this kind of book. Um, everything's pretty straightforward. Expressions are nice. Tech looks good where where it is. Design work looks good. Yeah. So, like, the airport looks fantastic. So, again, it's it's one of those solid things. If you're a Captain Marvel fan, you're going to enjoy it. Um, it feels better than the Zero. The Zero, I mean, the Zero sets up stuff, too, but, you know, this... This feels a little that, bit more... Well, it's like, got that like added piece. Further yeah. set up. Well, yeah, but it's got... It gets you into the story. Yes. The Zero doesn't yeah. really have much to do with... Right. I'll probably go back and look at the Zero. I wonder if they explain more. Maybe there's something you, Maybe something. Maybe we forget down. something, yeah. You read so many dang comics. Especially once so. they said the Chitari are coming. That was when I went, wait, what? Yeah. I don't remember any of that from the Zero we, issue. We had Chitari somewhere. So, Mighty Captain Marvel, again, it's it's a, it's a solid start. I mean, we haven't run into too many that we really didn't like. Mosaic. No, no. Mosaic that we didn't cover because Mosaic was terrible. Um, oh, that book is so bad. <laughs> it's hard to find those books and you're like, ugh. Uh, so that's Mighty Captain Marvel number one. We're going to probably run through these. Speaking of Alan Moore, <laughs> is the proper segue. That's true. Uh, Curse Words, Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. It's an image comic. It is a uh, magic. It's a fun star about craziness. wizards. Uh, Wizard. Uh, Wizard, who is the main character, lives in the modern day. He gives people uh, their wishes with magic. Yeah, he's a, he's basically a salesman, a magic salesman, as he uses. It's his... a monkey, a very comical monkey's paw esque sort of magic. Like all hilarious magic is, <laughs> a guy wants to become made of metal. So he's he, platinum, yeah. He, he's, he's a he's a like music star. Yeah, and he wants to be uh, he wants to be made of metal. I think it's 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 Justin Bieber, basically. Yeah, it's, it's it kind of looks riff. like a Justin Bieber. Yeah, I just uh, want you to make me platinum, like the metal for real. Yeah, you know, and then he does. Everyone's all over me. Everyone's touching me, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be touched. I don't, I don't want to. And he dies, and then he's like, "Oh, I can't do I'm anything." Beautiful. Like, well, you're metal. And then he's like, "I can't feel anything." So yeah, I made you into a metal man. They, yeah, he's got a. What did you expect? Our so, wizard has an assistant koala. Yeah, an assistant koala. And Margaret. Hashtag Adorable. Team Margaret. Uh, and then he gets attacked by Cornwall, 
And just before they get into the big fight, we then flash back yeah. to when he first shows up on Earth, and it goes through there. Um, Why do all these people have leisure time? Where are their masters? Yeah, this, this is good. As he's the, walking through actually, Central I've, Park, I really enjoyed this. I thought it this was, was pretty good. It, it was, was very, it was very a lot fun. of fun. Um, it's very interesting because it, it again, this type of story is always the look through the glasses of the other as to the society yes. that we have that looks to us like, oh, this is terrible, but. The fact that we can waste our time on Facebook or we can waste our time yeah. walking on the beach it's kind of a gift. Is a gift it's because a gift a curse, we don't have to worry about being a slave, fighting for food every day, right. you know, getting run down by mammoths or whatever. Um, no, and I greatly appreciate they did this great montage, uh, you know, with a few weeks montage. between every single freeze frame. Yeah. Is at first he's very concerned about the world, but then he decides like, you know, maybe I'm going to take some time off. He goes to the beach, you know, and then like yeah, jump forward, he, he goes and gets through. a haircut. Yeah, and, and then he decides that, and this is where he makes his decision to become who he is. Yeah, but of course he was not sent here to do that, and there is a, another like super wizard it's a council council wizard that is going to send people to to knock him out. It's Doctor Strange esque, it's it's yeah. kind of old school, kind of easy magic, you know, not a lot of so sort of he's building spells right. that take he's got a while. A Gandalf-y, Lord of the Rings yeah, kind of magic. Got, feel yeah, he's too. got some some you know wand magic. He's got this cool stick with a crystal on it. He uses to perform his magic. Uh, cool look to him. You were talking about his. Yeah, it looks a look. bit of a, like a bit of a hipster on the cover, but he definitely a very engaging book. He's trying out different fashion trends, I think is the assumption. Yeah. Uh, for a guy who's sort of a man out of time. So, uh, enjoyable. Very, very enjoyable. I had a blast reading it. He's talking to animals. Yeah, it's kind of fun when he, when he first gets there, too, because he can't understand. He, yeah, the he dialogue is English. in his language. What is it, like mythic language or magical language, whatever they, they called it. Uh, and so the dialogue from the, the characters that are on Earth are done as if, you know, as if he can't understand it. So you're kind of looking at the situation and going well what are, what exactly are they saying right right that was kind of fun so i actually like, a very enjoyable book. yeah it wasn't something you know it, it's not the end of the world sort of thing it's not heavy-handed it's got some stakes to it but just in terms of uh of fun to it um i love charles soul i love charles soul his marvel work's been fantastic if uh, if you're a star wars fan and you haven't read lando you're you're not a star Please wars read fan lando it's really good yeah. um I mean, Charles Soule made uh, Inhumans interesting, so that that that's a that's a a, a bonus, right? Um, he did She Hulk. Oh uh, yeah, so yeah, oh, yeah. so Charles Soule is fantastic. No, he's a great writer. I really, yeah. For all the for all the image books that get kind of that big fanfare, yeah, big yeah. fanfare. Sometimes it's the one like curse words or you know long running stuff like Black Science or Manifest Destiny that uh, kind of are the steadiness that keeps that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like going. they tend to have the uh, sort of the longevity that a yeah. lot of the flash in the pan, like oh, cause, you know, we work in comics for years, and there's a lot of people who still, you know, those image number ones are sometimes just out of left field, become this really really big thing for a couple weeks, but then everybody sort of moves on to the next thing. Yeah. But something like Curse Words feels like a book that ha- people can hopefully do a read. Lot yeah. The, yeah, God Country came out last week and had yeah, that saga. Well, God Country had that spike right away too, as people were looking because again, it wasn't like big name creators. But the the shame of that type of thing when it when it blows up in that speculator market is you're not getting it into the hands of people who are actually going to continue to read right. it, um, and that's the sustainability that they need in order to keep going. And again, also having creators that are doing through books, you know, goddamned uh, Jason Aaron and it's not Ralph, is it? I think it's Grandpa. Uh, 
book finally has the uh, the trade come out this week. Right. I mean, right. That, that book's over a year old, and it's just you know not being able to put books out on a consistent basis is what kills you. What the success of something like Saga or Manifest Destiny, which reaches issue twenty five this this, yeah. this week, and East to West, which is just it's around that spot too. I think it might be even to the thirties. Those kind of steady ones are the ones that are kind of pushing up these books that you get so infrequently. And hopefully, Curse Words is the type of book that we're going to see. You know, you kind of get that like nine issues a year. You know, right. six ish, six issues. A lot of these guys run on six issues, and then they take a break, and then and I appreciate six having issues. at least a schedule. A saga, did yeah. That, saga has six and th- yeah, it was like six and two, six and two, and then as it got later, a six and three to give Fiona Staples more time. Yes, yeah. Uh, and also Brian K. Vaughn, I think, was working again on on another TV series. So and we just, and again, I would rather we have a set schedule for that kind of stuff than yeah. If you know, yeah. rather than something like yeah. like you know, goddamned or sex criminals where. They're promising you, you know, nine issues a year, and you only get four or five. Right. Then and that, never becomes, know that becomes happen. the problem. That's you know, that's the old way of image when it first started, where they could right. not keep those shipping schedules. Uh, but yes, curse words. I, I curse words. I think was a surprise. It's always one of the number ones that we get, and we're sort of like, yeah, you know, something like Moonshine is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the other one we just read that we really liked? I can't remember all of a sudden. Motor Crush. Yes. Yes. Cameron Stewart and Bab Starbuck. That we Which really is liked. really really fun book. Yeah. So those type of the books that, that we're looking for, but there's a few that you run into and you're just like, um, number ones are tough. They are. They should tough. be easy, but they can be tough. The last number one we're going to cover is Monsters Unleashed, Marvel's new not sort the Scooby Doo movie. Yeah, not the not the Scooby Doo movie. Uh, Colin Bunn, Steve McKillen, Colin Bunn doing the writing, Steve McNiven doing the penciling. Uh, Jay Lintz, Lintz, Listine, 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 as the inker. Much problems. Um, yeah, Monsters Unleashed is kind of. This reminds me of uh, the one they did with the the, the unworthy that hit original yes. uh, original sins original sins yes original yeah. sins. Um, it's like a mini event sort of thing that doesn't necessarily touch everything, right? Uh, which may be a really fun way to go and an easier way to go. We have uh, basically exactly what it says: monsters unleashed. Monsters uh, unleashed. You've got these. With all the classic Marvel monsters right on the cover. Yeah, so all right on the cover. Getting. So you have um, the first couple panels. You see this pencil work and then this meteor coming and hitting New York City. If you live in the Marvel Universe and you live in New York City, you're an idiot. leave New York. Yeah, get away. You should just fill it. S.H.I.E.L.D. should just fill it with LMDs because it'll keep getting attacked. That way nobody yeah. dies. If you just abandon it, like, well, then we're not going to hit New York City. Uh, and then these, these wonderfully crazy nuts well-designed many many good monsters yeah kaiju designs come out and the avengers are fighting him then they you know we discover it's happening all over the world and the x-men are fighting him and he got uh, wakanda with the black panther fighting them panther and the inhumans and the guardians Guardians of the the galaxy galaxy who don't like each other anymore and they kind of had to figure out how to get that in there um and then we have this great aside with moon girl as she's going to try and figure out exactly what's going on, where this where this starts from, any of the right. champions. So it's got <laughs> this is this is like late eighties, early nineties crossover thing, right? Just huge, massive all over crossover. it, where it's just you've got all these kind of little characters, these little pieces, and there's a few characters that will really push the story going forward. And I won't give away the end. There's a reason that the classic monsters are in it and, and on think, the cover, front, on, the cover. on a nice on a nice. Uh, double page cover yeah the back and wrap front. around the wrap the wrap cover. cover 
and with them facing it, just off. really, really fun. This book. book is super fun. It's fun. I love it. Lighthearted. If you're, yeah, if you're a Marvel fan, because you get to see all these different characters fighting, even if it is just for a splash page of the X Men. But you know, as an X Men fan, to see Storm and 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 only uh, uh, Wolverine and Old Man Logan and Jean Grey and Ice all Man fighting Micro, together and fighting not together. being really dour about yeah. it. Uh, we did mention it was kind of funny the the shots of the, uh, the the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, even when I flipped the page, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys are supposed to hate each other, right? And so there's a very quick uh, sort of um, Drax says something to Star Lord, you know, like, you know, go go find yourself, make make yourself useful somewhere else, like don't be here. It almost felt like it was kind of a oh we got to change this dialogue to show that they're not happy with him, but right, right. Yeah, uh, at least have a little bit of continuity in there. Yeah, just, it was like just, just a, a little touch, bit, just a touch. Um, and then we go through. Uh, it has also Bloodstone in it, which I love. Uh, if you're a Next Wave fan, you'll know who I'm talking about. And it's just, it's really, it's just fun. It, the art, it, it helps. The art is fantastic. Steve oh yeah, McNiven, of course, master. I think if I remember right, with this series, it's every issue is actually a different artist, but it's guys like McNiven and Art oh, Adams good, and, good. and stuff. So that. it's, yeah, if he gets that kind of, that kind of caliber there, there'll be some tie-ins here oh, and yeah, there no, and that they... type of stuff. But no, this was, it was one of those things that because it's kind of listed as a crossover, even though it really doesn't affect the books like, right. Like civil war two did where, you know, so many titles had that banner on it. Um, in this case, it's something where it's not going to affect the titles that you love, but it's worth yeah, no know, looking out and, and, and finding and checking it out. Um, Cullen Bunn is a very solid writer. There's some oh, yeah. stuff of his and really, really artwork, like. Beautiful and art, monster yeah. design. And it's monster. The design work is great. There's you know there's a lot of action in it. They're punching and fighting and cutting and slaying. And, you and know, if Art Adams is doing an issue, that is Yeah, going I believe to Art be, Adams is doing like that, four or five. That'll be a pure gold mine of beautiful yeah. monster work. That man knows how to draw a monster. So yes, the Kirby monsters will will make their appearance through yeah, here as Finn well. Yeah, we got Bang Boom right on the cover there. Yeah, um, it's almost, it's it's like what what are we actually critiquing? You know, it's sort of thing. right. It's, it's good. good. It's good. Read the it. End. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We don't have anything really bad to say about this book. No, so go check it out. Yeah, it's just it's 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 very cool. Yeah, it, it, I mean, the only thing I'd say is that they might have one of those dangers of being under ordered as people. As retailers might be a yeah, little wary after Civil, well, yeah. even the, the, the wariness after Civil War Two, also, not even a month removed from its ending, and we get something new like this. But again, it's not going to be something that's going to hit everything. I think the tie-ins are like what they did with a lot of other, these other titles, especially like Age of Ultron, where it's its own standalone. Like if you're reading Spider-Man, instead of it be, being in the middle of Spider-Man right. as they're dealing with clone conspiracy, there's Spider-Man number MU or yeah for Monsters Unleashed. So there's like this is Spider-Man's story as this right. is going on. So there's some cool things to kind of seek out and find. And I always find that fun. And a lot of people are just like, oh, it's a glut and everything. And they needed this. But it's also that sense of discovery when you go on a Wednesday and you're looking through the racks and yeah, you're finding what? stuff that Monsters that Unleashed. What is this? Yeah. It's got classic Marvel monsters. It's got everybody and their mother on the cover. And you open it up. It's just really, really fun. Uh, I, I, I appreciate just... Disclaimer, no one's mother is actually Nobody's on. mother is yeah. actually... Well, you know, you never know who's in the background. You gotta Let's look see, at all yeah, the background Let's characters. see. Are you saying Fing Fang Foom is Miles Morales' mother? Well, we got uh, we've got we've got X twenty three on the cover. Is Wolverine yep. also? Is Logan on the cover as well? Uh, nope. It, nope. Okay, but he is in the book. So. He is in the book. Yes. Oh, excuse me. Um, long days at Earth Two Comics. Uh, so yeah. Again, this that was easy. Yeah, this is really good. This is really this is like really nothing bad really I want to say about it. Yeah. You know, if if you're looking for something that's going to be uh, super dramatic and 
you know, change your world. And, you know, one of those, this will change the the face of Marvel for the rest of its life. Nope. That's, you're not going to get that with this book. If you want, hey, I want to see Sam Wilson and Hercules punch stuff. Yeah. Here you go. I want that book where they punch that stuff. Yeah, I want to punch it. Remember that issue where they just fought all those monsters? Where they just like threw shields and punched stuff and threw the hammers. He fought that tentacle just, monster. Yeah, tentacle monsters and, and acid Hulk. blood. And then there's a little thing with a girl and a dinosaur right in the middle. For some reason. That That's the know, book. This has got a dinosaur. It's got a little girl. There's no Chitauri in it. You know. Uh, so yes, Monsters Monsters Unleashed was was one of our favorites. It's just one of those. You can kind of go through it and like, I think I like this. And you get to the yeah. end like, that was awesome. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was good stuff. I can get my voice Some, up here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, when you get the enthusiastic, high-pitched, very yeah. falsetto. I love this book. It's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, all right, we're punch drunk. We should probably, where are we at? Oh, look at that. Half hour. That seems good, right? For I, think so. I think, think so. I think so. Three books. And we talked a little bit about Titans, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah, we talked a little bit about you hating Captain Cold. I like Captain Cold. You hating a version of Captain Cold. I did not like that version of Captain Cold. (laughs) Just, it's the, it's when you try and, like, give too much, like. like Well, I had the same thing with with Mr. Freeze. Like a coolness. I hated the new 52 Mr. Freeze. Yeah. I thought they took all the interesting stuff away from him and just made him. Yeah, they kind of made him, like, a serial killer-y. Well, he was also, he was nuts. Yeah. Nora didn't exist. Right. Nora was all made up in his head, and it was like, ah, you had a good story that was right. just like... Right, because they, they, they originally, when they redid Mr. Freeze in the 90s, they they borrowed directly from Batman, the animated series, which is a very tragic origin for a character. Mm-hmm. Then in New 52, it, uh, I mean, it, it sort of feels, when, when that kind of happens, being a Simpsons fan, both of us, it feels like that moment in Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie, where you have the producer standing behind the artist's back, it's like, uh, you know, you know... It, Increases cool factor by thirty percent, and mm-hmm. then the guy just draws big sunglasses on Poochie's face. Yeah. There we go, you got yeah. it. You know, you know, Rastafari. Yeah, trying to find. He's got the back. nunchucks in his back pocket, <laughs> and it's just one of those the things where it's Poochie like Poochie had to return to his home planet. Was never. I seen have to again. go now. I have to go now. My planet needs me. And the cell number at the bottom. The cell just lifts off the page. And like everyone's stolen that now. <laughs> that oh yeah, so many other shows. Yeah, that's so many other shows have taken that joke. But the it's funny such... thing is, when I read when I read uh, Teen Dog, yes, from Boom, I'm like I'm reading it in Poochie's it's voice. Poochie's voice. Yes, it's totally him. It's just Poochie. It's Poochie. And I don't think they tried to really hide the fact. No. But every time they give a character like Spider Man, like really bizarrely like hip, like. 12 yeah. year old internet dialogue it yeah. feels like it's like whoa don't don't let's not let's not poochify him let's poochify him. let's not let's not make him cool by 30 percent you know <laughs> i pulled the homa yes yeah, uh, so, uh, oh teen dog the teen yes in fact that is another recommendation go check out teen dog a it's, great series for kids bizarrely all ages dumb. it's, it's so his, his nemesis name is thug pug yes and that's where i was in and it's just it's little asides. It's a page or two pages of oh he got he's late for school, and it's just so like, I don't, it, it's like that first time you watch Beavis and Butthead, right? Or even more so like something like like Teletubbies where you just can't turn away. You're like this is, I know I shouldn't like this, but I don't I can't I can't pull myself away. Right. It's it's, it's great. It's it's very endearing and adorable. Yes. And you know so. what? It, thinking about it, didn't they also? give mr freeze the sleeveless look in the new 52 i believe they did yeah Some, somebody like sleeve yeah, yeah it's like nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to draw sleeves so it's the reverse of my walking dead theory the See, only because the only way in the walking dead you become a zombie is if you wear long sleeves because uh. if you watch the walking dead and you look at the zombies 99 percent of them are wearing All long sleeves. sleeves yeah because you know if you're in atlanta 
in the summer. It's really hot. You're wearing long sleeves. It's uh, well, you see, because they're ice people, they gotta they gotta look like it's warm, so they gotta wear sleeveless. I guess. I yeah. I, that's that's the <laughs> only explanation that I have. Oh my god. For that. Anyway, so that's gonna do it for our show this week. As always, uh, we have Nerdables podcast that we're usually on. There's a Star Wars declassified podcast here and there. When Walking Dead comes out, we'll have a Walking Dead cast that neither of us are on. Uh, yeah, so check out the fam, the Nerdables family of podcasts. Like that, you said. You said fam, the Nerdables fam, the Nerdables fam. Like, I said family. You said fam, and then no, family. I didn't. I it's said family. No one can say the word fam anymore. Nobody can say. Well, once, once my Kim mom Card- texted me LOL today. Yeah, once, once and just Kim- like it's done, it's over. Once Kim, Kim Kardashian says it. One of our former employees used Cray Cray and just looked and like, no, you gotta oh, stop. Boy. And then she moved to just outside of Atlanta, and the first time she used it there, her friend stopped dead in her tracks and said, if you say that ever again, I'm gonna send you back home. You can't say She's that. Never here. allowed to say Cray Cray. You can't say that. No, no one's allowed to say that. You. Yes, if any, if any, if, if Kim Kardashian uses it, nobody else is allowed to use it anymore. It's dead. Uh, so that's gonna wrap it up for this week. It's probably the fifth time I've said that, uh, but this is for real. For my partner Sebastian, this is Chris. Saying you, we will talk to you next week. Oh my goodness.